you here will inspire, innovate, give you insight, and take you on the wings of leadership. This is why we call it the I3L. Inspiration, innovation, insight, and leadership. Get ready to embark on the journey to greatness with Kayode Okuta. Hi, welcome to our inaugural podcast in inspiration, insights, innovation, and leadership, the I3L podcast. Now, one of the things we want to do is to bring to you today in this podcast is also to explain to you why we're actually doing what we're doing. So we've termed today's podcast the leadership mandate, the leadership mandate. Leadership in the 21st century has changed. What you and I learned years ago isn't just outdated, it's antiquated. It's like using hoes and cutlass for farming when the world has gone beyond even using tractors to drones. What needs to learn and relearn in the way people work, organizations thrive and societies transform, it's become mandatory for us all. Now, we are living in a transformative and disruptive age and no social interaction, when I mean social interaction, I'm talking about maybe your team, your businesses, your family, your non-profit, anything or even the country itself is immune to the forces of change so this bring anxieties even among all interactions in companies in families there's always anxiety even in countries there's anxiety and we're racing to find out the next stage in our evolution in a world that's already passing the tipping point now in my opinion the internet has disrupted not only even an industry like even the music industry for instance nobody buys music or cds again the internet has disrupted media, especially mass media, and even the movie industry with Netflix. Banking has also been disrupted. Recently, someone sent me money on email, and I could cash it. I could use it. I could do transactions on it by email. And I was offered cash, even online. Nobody pays roaming charges now. So, Everything like this means that we're in an age where everything is being transformed at an alarming speed. So in what ways have we not taught our leadership in order to respond to these things? Now, most times we have situations where leadership is all about sharing knowledge, but the leadership mandate comes beyond sharing knowledge. It means you have to be learning What is it that you need to learn in our times? Most social interactions are glued towards ambidextrous approach to leadership. That is when the environmental context doesn't Allow the top man sufficient discretion to pursue short-term results while building organizational capacity for change. So we have to understand that in this, that's the reason why we've come to ask ourselves that how can we train people, how can we bring up people, how can we develop people in order to understand what the complexities are. One thing is clear. When things are setting, we all need managers. But during times of uncertainty, we need leaders. But during times of extreme uncertainties, we need exceptional leaders. And these times are not only uncertain times, there is a buzzword for it. It's called Volca. That's Volatility. Uncertain, complex, and ambiguous times. Volca. Volca. And this Volca time has been used by the US Army since the 1980s, late 80s, and it has refused to be outdated virtually is even becoming more volatile, more uncertain, more complex, and more ambiguous. And we all feel the Volca impact, and we feel it too dearly. Success is no more a guarantee for permanence, and results have never been so fickle. Today, in the space of last one month, three companies have shared the world's most valuable company. First, it was Apple. Then, it was Microsoft. Now, by the time I'm going to press, now it's Amazon. So, you need to be on tools to be able to answer all this. The question now comes, when we want to have a new leadership mandate, 
is how do we make decisions and lead in the vocal world? How do we make decisions and lead in the vocal world? Number two, how do we raise leaders that have the mindset, the skill set, and the courage to thrive in this new order? How do organizations, that's the third question, how do organizations move with speed, respond to changes and challenges, and still keep morale very high? For anyone involved with organizations, we know when authenticity isn't guaranteed, morale plummets. And number four, how do we have a leadership pipeline that exploits all these volatilities, create opportunities in uncertainties, and make leaders that are comfortable with ambiguity? It's apparent that leadership now has a different style of development requirement than the one you've probably been trained for. So if you've been trained in the past five years about leadership and you've not been retrained, oh, I tell you, you probably need to be retrained. The I3L podcast will give you the information, the tools, the skills that can help transform people, teams, families, organizations, even societies to win and win handsomely. Since it's going to come weekly, make it a part of your weekly stable and even if the organization that you presently are involved in isn't ready for this you are well positioned to win so do it for you in my studies of leadership reading leadership scholars learning from the masters following all the leadership stories there are things that i believe have become what i call the seven leadership mandate for every leader in the 21st century i call it the leadership mandate for the 21st century and if you go with us you understand that if you do not go through this mandate you probably will make yourself irrelevant in a new scheme of things so what are the seven things that i believe is the leadership mandate for the 21st century number one the leader must reshape the space the leadership must reshape the space if leaders can help the organization or the social interaction they are in to reshape the space they operate they will be shaped out of space you heard me rightly yeah if leaders can help the organizations or the social interactions they are operating in to reshape the space they operate they will be shaped out of space not too long ago the facebook founder mark zuckerberg was in the u.s congress and i heard one senator asked him a question who is facebook's competitor mark zuckerberg himself could not answer i do not know if he did not have the answer but the truth is when companies are well led they reshape the space they operate and hence they try to transcend the industries the judge do not belong to one so if you ask facebook who is your computer they almost will not be able to answer if you ask google who is your computer they probably will not tell you that they're in the search engine business they, they probably wouldn't want to hide the fact that they're in the advertising business but they're probably into the software business because they're also into the telecom business so what they're trying to do is that they try to reshape the space in which they playing microsoft one of the big companies is also reshaping the space with their plane would you call microsoft today a software company or you will call them a hardware company because they're making surface what would you call them the most important thing is that microsoft is even calling themselves a platform company what have they tried to do they've tried to reshape the space in which they play so that they do not even play in just one industry they play in multiple industry apple plays in the telecommunication industry, they play in the computer industry, they play in the music industry, and they're also playing in the cloud industry. Now, leaders may not be able to predict the future, but they can create it. Leaders must therefore begin to think that they are iron any boundaries anymore to make it then. They are the leaders that are shaping the future, like John Gardner said. They are tough-minded optimists. So leaders that are going to reshape the future are not the ones who think that the boundaries, they're the ones that try to reshape the boundaries 
with the plane. And that's why if you want to study exceptional leadership, you're not going to just be asking a question of what they did. You're going to be asking, why did they do what they did? How do they think? And why do they do what they're doing? They're always thinking that because something worked does not mean that it's still going to work. Something worked is even an avenue that it stopped working. So exceptional leaders have to be positive change agent in the midst of chaos. So the first thing an exceptional leader will do, and if you want to be an exceptional leader, is to reshape the space in which you are playing. The second mandate that I believe that all exceptional leaders should have is that they must have mindset that can mine opportunities in uncertainties. They must have mindset that can mine opportunities in uncertainties. Most people are facing existential threats to themselves and organizations, but they need to know how to mine opportunities. Change is not just real. Change has come to stay. And the earlier one figures out how to exploit the opportunities that change brings, the better. Leaders cannot rest on the hours of their past successes, the wishes of the predictability of the past technology or climate change or the challenges of the global order can become opportunities for wealth creation and can become opportunities for leadership. I mean, you may not want to agree with him that he's a great leader or I may not even agree with you that he's a great leader or he's an exceptional leader. But one of the things that Donald Trump has done is that he exploited an opportunity and a certainty because of the demographic changes taking place in America and the fear of probably the white man to say, oh, we're losing our country. So he came and exploited it. But the truth is that for every leader, what we can learn from that, and that's what I think we can learn, we can drop the bad ones and just learn the good things. What we can learn from that is that we must have mindsets that must mine opportunities in uncertainties. The third thing that I believe that exceptional leaders must have as a mandate is that they must build a philosophy that is fixated on creating change, not living with change. A philosophy that is fixated on creating change, not just living with change. Now, most times, most people, even when I was in school, we say, oh, how do we live with change? How do we respond to change? Now, but I believe that the exceptional leader is not the one who is responding to change, is the one who is fixated on creating change. So while I might not be able to predict the future, I am thinking, how do I create a future in which I will be relevant, my organization will be relevant, the country in which we're living will be relevant. Now, take Dubai. When I see the story of Dubai, I see the amount of people that go to Dubai for holidays. Recently, they said $20 billion is spent in Dubai airports annually. And I'm wondering, I said, that was not a response to change. That was a leader creating change. It was a leader creating change, making uh, Dubai a tourist center, a tourist attraction. Now, as a leader, you must begin to think, how do I create change that makes me relevant in the days of uncertainty, in the days of ambiguity, in the days of complex world that we've come to live in? That's the days of the Volca world. The truth is, if you are thinking of how to live with change, you will become irrelevant in a new global order. If you are thinking of how to live with change, you will become relevant. So you have to go to think how to create change and how to also profit from the change that you are creating. Because companies, societies, families won't just think of how to create change and become better off. You have to think, okay, if I create this change, how do we become better off? The fourth mandate I believe that every leader should have is what I call the navigational toolkit. They must have the navigational toolkit. A leader must be part explorer, part experimenter, part guide. Now, having the ability to chart a course, but anticipating the bombs and the obstacles in the road that lies ahead. When you think about leadership, you're not thinking about the fact that, oh, you are navigating charted waters. You might be navigating uncharted waters. So how do you do that? So you're going to be an explorer. How do people, when they're exploring uncharted waters, what are the toolkits that they need? That's the kind of way I think that exceptional leaders begin to have. It's the kind of way that Mongo Park decided to discover the river Niger, but in our case, we do not want to be consumed by navigation. 
So the environment most people are living with and in is what I call transferous. And what has to have a tolerance for ambiguity. In navigating these waters, leadership must be comfortable with uncertainty, unpredictability, conflicting directions, and multiple demands, and must be able to operate in uncertain environment. For example, leadership must be able to succeed both short-term and ensure long-term survival. In those days, you could think about the fact that let me make short-term successes and uh, maybe not survive long-term or position my company for long-term wins and not short-term wins. Now, exceptional leaders must have to be able to navigate both short-term wins and long-term relevance. And that's why I said that you must be able to chart in conflicting directions, both long-term and short-term. The fifth mandate I think that leadership must have is that leadership must be fast. Fast is F-A-S-T, is an acronym, not just about speed and about timing, but about predicting directions before rivals do the same. Fast for us in our consulting firm is futuristic awareness with situational thinking. Futuristic awareness with situational thinking. It's beyond situational awareness. We have moved beyond that. We have moved beyond us understand our situations and external surroundings. But how do we think? How do we predict where the goalpost is shifting to? How do we think about where the company is going, where technology is going, where the world is going? So we're thinking, oh, what will happen in 2013? Now, I think that one of the Dubai leaders were fast thinkers. They were thinking. We're not going to be a country of oil very soon. Now, how do we position ourselves that when we're not a country of oil, we can still excel, we can still do well? Now, you will not position yourself in maybe 20, 30 years and begin to walk back. My challenge is the fact that countries that do not do that will become irrelevant, or organizations that do not do that will become irrelevant, and societies that do not do that will become irrelevant. In time past, the skill that was important was forecasting, your ability to forecast. And now, when you forecast, you can inspire hope by providing solutions when facing external disruptions. Now, but I'm thinking that if you are going to succeed, you got to go beyond forecasting, you're going to come to what I call backcasting. So, you're using fast as a way of backcasting. You look at what are the opportunities available in the future and come back and cast it back. So, we're not thinking about forecasting, I think about what scholars have started calling backcasting. So, the ability to provide solutions when encountering external disruptions. Now, for you and for all organizations, you're going to be asking yourself, where is technology taking us to? Where is our change is taking us to? Where is demographical change is taking us to? Where is climate change taking us to? Where is the world taking us to? And if you do not plan for that world, you will become irrelevant. The sixth mandate, I think, about leadership is that leadership must see itself as a tool for transformation. Leadership must see itself as a tool for transformation. Now, leaders must begin to understand they are a tool for transforming manpower to mind power in organizations. They are a tool for transforming manpower to mind power. So in organizations, we must begin to think about how do we make our organizations adaptable? How do we make our organizations agile? How do we make our organizations learning? Yet, how do we empower our people? Leadership must ensure that organizations that we are creating today are nimble. They can learn fast and they can still deliver results. So they must learn fast because the world is changing fast. And they must begin to think that every model in business is called a business model but I like to call it a delivery model because we're talking about how how do you deliver services how do you deliver your goods in a social interaction every delivery model can become outdated even when the product isn't now listen to what we'll talk to you about CDs are outdated but the need to share music isn't or the need to to move music around isn't 
You understand? So our delivery model may be outdated, but the fundamental product may not be. So leadership must begin to think that they should not reduce themselves to the model, the delivery model, but they must be adaptable. They must learn fast. They must learn quick. And they must be able to steer their organization so that the organizations do not become relevant. So therefore, in my opinion, leadership must steer, must build adaptable organization that is both flexible and have empowered people. And that's why I said that leaders must turn their manpower into mind power. And finally, the seventh mandate is that leadership must have a framework. A framework. Now, in this race, in this space of change that is taking place at an absurd time, the leadership must have courage to take actions and courage to take actions when most of the things taking place are disrupting, are paralyzing. How do you take actions despite fears and uncertainties? For instance, how do you take action with Brexit? How do you take action in the days of Trumpism? How do you take actions in the days of climatic changes? How do you take action with demographic changes taking place, technological advancement at the speed of light? Now, these things can stop many people from taking action. They can even be paralyzing, but for exceptionally leaders we cannot afford not to take action so that's why leaders must have a framework and one of the things that leaders must understand is this the must leaders must understand that some things do change there are some things that do not change and leaders must redefine permanence these frameworks will enable leaders to have both visions and be able to take actions in the midst of their social interactions so things do change so once again i want you to join me in i3l to ensure that you profit from these changes and you are better prepared for success and significance because the order of magnitude of these changes is unprecedented no industry today no life no social interaction is free from the attack of these changes i mean even the banking industry is not free from technological changes from paypal from whatsapp they're not free at all from money transfer through emails the telecom industries are not free uber has turned around the taxi industry we say i got into town for one of my trips business trips and the car hire met me and said can i take you to your destination at uber price so i mean uber has disrupted their pricing model so in i3l we want to help you navigate your leadership journey i want to ensure that you become relevant even more successful as the days go by now leadership may be tough leadership may be intimidating but i want to make sure that it's simple for you to learn and okay for you to master so if you join us we'll make your journey of leadership both simple and your mastery of leadership total so join us in i3l and you'll become a better leader god bless you have a great week